Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have this man back. He, of course, is a country music superstar. It is uh, John Rich. John, how are you? Good to see you again. Man, I'm good. Good to be with you again. You know, I just played this song on my show a little while ago, right before this interview, called Free Man by Angie Aparo. Is it Aparo? Aparo. Aparo. Okay, I want to get into that full-throated because I'm a musician, as you know, and I was blown away. I mean, just musically, I was blown away. The The message of the song is amazing, too. Did you write this uh, yourself, or did you co-write this with Angie? Neither. So An- Angie wrote this song. Oh. Check, this, check this story out, man. So I've yeah. known Angie for over 20 years. He is He's one of those underground talents that most people don't know about unless you're in kind of in the mix like I am in the songwriting world. But he wrote this song in 1985. Oh, wow. And the song has just been sitting there. And it's one of those songs that when Angie performs live, he always sings free man. And I invited him to come down me and cat turd, you know, cat turd on Twitter. We follow each other. (laughs) We, yeah, we did a thing called turd stock and it was like, let's get everybody (laughs) together and just play music and have a good time. So we did a live stream called turd stock at redneck Riviera. And I invited Angie to come down and I said, would you sing free man? Cause this is, this is your crowd, man, to sing a song like that. He goes, yeah, sure. So we sang it. We recorded the audio and the video and people were so blown away by that song and by his voice and what, what they experienced from listening to him. They were like, this has got to be put out so America can hear it. So we took their lead and, and uh, put the little video and audio together. We put it up on iTunes this morning and as I just checked the iTunes chart right before I got on with you, he's in the top 30 right now, all Amazing. genre, all genres, top 30 on iTunes. And it's the first time that's happened to him in about 20 years. So it's it's an incredible thing to watch the power of music and, and of raw talent. I mean, just a guy and a guitar. And if you search free man or you search Angie Aparo, you're going you're gonna to find this. I mean, just search Freeman. I would guess you're going to find it anyway. But uh, I'll, I'll tell you this. And I'm, I'm not being a music snob. I was a music major in school. I'm a saxophone performance major. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a singer. I do, I do the best I can. There are good singers. There are great singers. Then there, there are unicorns. And this guy appears to be a unicorn. I, I feel like an idiot that I'd never heard of him before. But when I'm watching him sing, he's this guy with a beard. And I'm like, what's going to happen next? <laughs> and then he hits, he, he's hitting a range that's almost contra tenor. It's unbelievable how high and how clear and how it gave me chills when I listened to it and watching him do it. I was like, that's not coming out of that guy, is it? I mean, when when you first met this guy, did you think to yourself, how is he doing that? Yeah, the first time I ever heard him, uh, I was in my truck in Nashville driving over to see Big Kenny and I I hear their local radio station. Hey, here's a new artist, Angie Aparo. And then they play this song. And I thought, wow, that girl's really good. And so. (laughs) I went, this is back when we still had record stores. So there was a tower records in Nashville. I drove over there right as I heard the song and I said, Hey, I just heard this, this girl artist, Angie Aparo. Do you have a CD on her? And the guy said, I have Angie Aparo CDs, but that's actually a guy. And I said, what? I can't even believe it. And so Angie, listen, he's a patriot. He loves his country. He believes in the pursuit of happiness. But you're talking about a guy who has been chewed up and spit out by the music industry. They they will not sign talent like that, which is unbelievable because he smokes everybody on the radio. Yes. They won't sign him. Four years ago, Angie's carotid artery basically broke in half. Oh, no. And he, and he almost died, had a massive stroke. He had to teach himself how to talk again, how to sing again for about two years. And he came all the way back from from those huge challenges like that to make this recording 
And I'm telling you right now, man, if you go look at my page on Twitter at John Rich or on True Social at John Rich, the comment sections, there are hundreds, maybe even over a thousand comments on his voice. Like, how have I never heard of this guy? Thank you so much for putting a spotlight on him. So I'm really excited to to be able to do something for a guy I'm such a big fan of. It's uh, John Rich, country music superstar. Go in, uh, and follow him everywhere on Truth and over on uh, X. It's at John Rich. Go to redneckriviera.com as well. Um, John, why does the music industry do that? Because uh, it appears to me that they're taking people that can sing okay, they're auto-tuning them, and if they're cute enough or they've got a big enough social following, that's who they want to invest in, where we would never have heard of some of the greatest artists ever if that's how they always did it. When did the big switch happen? Because when you hear an Angie Aparo, uh, you know you've got something that's very, very special. Why would they not want? Because if you have this guy's record, uh, John Rich, you, had to go and get the record immediately once you heard it on the radio. So people still do love great talent. What happened? Well, these industries, it, it, it's exactly the word. It's an industry. Yeah. You know, they treat, you know, writing songs, you know this, creating things is not industrial. Creating things is a natural motion. It is a, it's a creative effort. It's, it's yeah. coming from inside the creator. And then it gets handed off to the industry, which treats it like a can of Coca-Cola or an automobile or whatever. And so if it goes too far outside of what they consider to be the current thing, they just thumb their nose at it and move on down the road. So some of the most talented people in America are completely unheard of. Nobody's ever heard of them. And Angie Aparo is one of those guys. And I just said, you know what? This song, especially at this particular moment in our country in 2024, not to mention the alien level of talent that Angie Aparo has. Yeah. I said, we've got to get this out. So he didn't know how to upload it to, to iTunes. He didn't, <laughs> he didn't know how to do any of that stuff. So I kind of helped him along with that process, and Good. we put it out, and now America's responding. Listen, when you look up and you're in the top 30, all genre, in about six hours, the song's only been out about six hours, he can't believe it, man. He, he's calling me on the phone going, what is happening? I said, what's happening is you're resonating with the American people. Isn't that a beautiful thing? It is a beautiful thing, and it's happening organically, which is amazing. Uh, John, I've got to ask you, why did it sit on the shelf for almost 40 years? And and why write a song called Free Man in the middle of the Reagan administration? You know, Angie, if you asked him that question, because I have, he said, he said, freedom has always been a struggle. It doesn't matter what moment in history, all the way back to the beginning of the world, freedom is always a struggle. And, you know, he's a big believer in that you have the right to pursue happiness, not the right to be happy. Yes. I mean, he, he digests that phrase. He lives that phrase. And his life has not been very happy for a long time. He's dealt, he's a happy guy, but his life's been very tough. But he's persevered. And I think uh, I think the sentiment of the song Free Man stands the test of time. No matter what era you're from, even eras in the future, that song is going to resonate. That's that's how you know. That's how you know it's special, Joe, because it's not a it's not something just for today. It, it's yeah. something that can go on and on and on. And that's why I felt so compelled to get behind it and push it. And I'm so glad that you did. It's called Free Man. It's Angie Aparo, A-N-G-I-E. That's his first name. Last name, A-P-A-R-O. Go and get the song. You heard it on my show a little while ago. Heck, I might play it again later on. It's a Friday. Why not? 
Um, it's an amazing <laughs> song for sure. It, John, why is it that you've been successful walking away from the industry, whereas so many people kowtow immediately? When you see when you see DEI taking over our airlines, when you see Mark Cuban arguing on X all day long about DEI, when he knows he's got a basketball team that's 80% black because they're the best players available, DEI in the NBA wouldn't work. You and I would have to get the ball. You know, it, yeah. it, it, it doesn't make any sense. So why is it that you have been successful walking away when so many people get gobbled up by, by whatever the, the, the buzzword of the day is to try to keep us in line? I've been successful for one simple reason, and that is because millions of Americans that think like I think and that, that live like I live support what I do. That's it. It's, it's we the people factor. You know, the industry, as big as it is, it ain't as big as we the people. The government, as big as it is, it ain't as big as we the people. We the people are the biggest thing there is, not only in this country, but in the world. The American, quote, we the people, we're number one. And if we ever mobilize and we all push in the same direction, giant things happen. And so that they've had my back ever since I stepped away from the industry. I still have to write really good songs and put them out. You know, if, right. if my songs suck, they wouldn't support it. So <laughs> I try I try to give them really, really great material. But then they turn around and reward me by supporting it and downloading it. And, and it's been great. I would not reverse this situation for anything. I haven't had to answer to a corporate person, a record label head, a publicist, a publisher, nobody. CMT, the CMAs, the ACMs. Nobody. I've not had to answer to anybody. I do not miss them at all. I've never had more freedom than I have right now as a songwriter and as a singer. And this is the way uh, creative people should be able to live. And again, that that's the Angie Aparo story. That's why I identify with him so strongly, because he's been in that position for a really long time, but continues to persevere and write great songs and listen to that voice. Are you kidding? Yeah. I mean, how do you take a voice like that? And not and not shed the big spotlight on it. It has no, to. No, we, we should have known him for forty years without a doubt. It's John Rich, a country yeah. music superstar, writer, producer, uh, singer, uh, player, uh, all of that stuff. When you were in the fray, when you were in the middle of the industry that we keep talking about, did you realize the control they had? Was that apparent every second of every day, or did you wake up one day and say, well, "Holy crap, they're controlling everything I do. I can't do this anymore." <laughs> Uh, it, it seemed like it turned a really sharp corner about 2008. Okay. If I'm looking back at the days, now what is there a reason? What happened in 2008? Something happened. Okay. I can't remember. It was, a, it was a big election. Some guy got oh. elected that had no qualifications, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah, there was an election. <laughs> no, it seems like right about 2008 nine, right in that window, the record labels started started tightening down uh, their noose around your neck on things that you wanted to say in your music. But not only that, what interviews you could do who you were allowed to talk to on television, what networks you could go to. All that started to happen, and I started to go, hang on a minute, what's going on here? And as time got, as time went by, it just got worse and worse to the point where you could just tell when I walked in the building to them, it was probably like fingernails on a chalkboard. You know, right. I mean, they were like, oh, God, here he comes again. And I felt the same way about them. Like, I don't like anything about any of you people. Uh, and they didn't like me either, but we were both making money with each other. Our, our music was hitting and I was making money and they were. But at right. some point, what is your freedom of speech? What is your dignity? What is your integrity? What is your legacy worth to you? How do you want to be known at the end of the day? Is there a price tag on that? For some people, there is. For me, I said, I cannot do this anymore. I don't sleep well at night. I don't think highly of myself. 
uh, I've got to step out of here and go be who I actually am and the chips will fall where they may. And guess what? They did fall and they fell in my favor with the people of this country that support what I do. I wouldn't change anything about it. Uh, you know, Prince, the artist formerly known as Prince, then he was Prince again. He he kind of started this thing even before that because he thought it was, and it wasn't about politics with him. It wasn't about control, really, other than the record company was making too much damn money. And I remember him on with Jay Leno at, at some point, and, and Leno said, listen, Mariah Carey just got a deal, or maybe it was Beyonce, I think it was Mariah Carey, just got a deal that's $30 million. And Prince broke it down on The Tonight Show and said, here's why that's not enough money. The record company's going to make $300 million. You think it's okay for the artist to get 10? Was it that bad? Were, were they getting that much of your money when, when you were at the highest heights in the industry? For, for me, you're a yeah. bigger star now, and thank God you did it on your own. But are they taking that much? Yeah, I think the best split I ever had, and this, w- this would have been in a multi-platinum era of my music, was about an 80-20 split. 80 to the label, 20 back to us. So that was considered almost wow. unheard of. That's you know, Prin- Prince came out, you should look this up, where he came out and he had the word slave written down the side of his face. He was on Warner Brothers. Guess where I was signed? Warner Brothers. Wow. So he was on the same label, and he said, I I don't even own my name. He didn't. They own the rights to his name, Prince. So that's why he came out as the artist formerly known as Prince. And so he he gave up his own name so he could have some freedom. But again, that's the point. Americans have to realize these days, if you really want to be free, you want to live like a free man, like Angie Aparo talks about, you're going to have to be willing to cut the shackles off yourself. And sometimes those shackles pay you money. Yes. Sometimes those shackles support your livelihood. You know, but how important is it? You know, could the founding fathers be bought? Could they be bribed? No. No. Thank God. Or we wouldn't even have a country to be arguing about. I think we have to tap back into that original energy that built our country. It is, uh, the artist is Angie Aparo, and uh, John Rich put this song out. Angie wrote it back in 1985, which is amazing. It's so, it's so prescient. I mean, honest to God, the, the fact that it's so, uh, it really means something today. As we're doing this interview, and I keep looking off to my right, because Joe Biden's speaking right now, and the guy keeps on leaning into the microphone and whispering and just acting weird. We need to understand that the shackles of big government run by an idiot like this, or the guy that we alluded to earlier, uh, Obama, who I think is really pulling the strings, free man is going to resonate with everybody who's who's willing to go and get it. Go get it everywhere. Angie Aparo, A-P-A-R-O, and the, na- the name of the song is Free Man. Wanted to bring up a friend of mine, Joe Bonsall. Joe Bonsall, one of the, the, he was the lead singer on Elvira, but he's one of the great singers in the Oak Ridge Boys. He's been doing that for 50 years, I think, with them. Um, he saw me on television about four or five years ago and tweeted me something. We became fast friends. I went and met the guys backstage a year and a half ago here in San Antonio area. And he was limping then, and he said, yeah, I pulled a muscle in my leg or something. Turns out it's worse than that, and he's off the road now. And he doesn't want to be off the road. I just talked to him recently. Just give me your thoughts about, about Joe and about the Oak Ridge Boys and their impact on our culture. Well, the Oak Ridge Boys are, one. I mean, I would call them one of the founding fathers of, of current country music. I mean, Elvira was such an out-of-the-box kind of a smash. Country music never heard anything like that. You got this four-part harmony thing going on. And they were doing a couple hundred shows a year. Joe Bonzel, you know, being that high tenor voice, that's the voice. That's the voice that to me that I identify when I hear that voice. I go, Oak Ridge Boys. Yes. You know, you know, you know, it's them when you hear Joe hitting those high notes. But I can tell you that as a friend of mine, he's been he and the Oaks. Uh, anytime I've called them to invite them to do something or they've called me to do something with them. It's always an immediate, absolutely, where do I go and when do you need me there? There's a mutual admiration between us, even though it's different generations 
of country music, we have the same set of work ethic and how much we love country music, how much we love America. And uh, there's a really strong bond there. I'm sorry to see him off the road, but man, those, those guys, you can't tour any harder than those guys. I bet you this year, I don't know the number, but I bet it's over 100 shows. Yeah. They probably got booked just for this year and 2024. If the younger country artists had to run with the Oak Ridge Boys, they'd all give up and be going back home to cry to their mamas after about <laughs> after about the halfway through June. They'd all be going home going, that's it. I can't run with the Oaks. They are the real deal. And listen, I agree with you on Joe's voice, but for me, it's Richard Sturman, who, of course, he had yeah. a, John, he had a decision to make, stay on the road with Elvis or join the Oak Ridge Boys. And crazy but true, staying with Elvis would have been the wrong decision. Talking to him and talking to Will and talking to, to, to Dwayne, these guys are amazing. And I love what you just said. You're right. They have a work ethic that I, I, I hope, I pray my grandchildren have one day. It's John Rich. John, give me about 30 seconds, if you don't mind, on Old Glory Bank and how people can look into this and what it means. Well, we just saw a story uh, breaking with Bank of America where Bank of America turned over the personal records of, of their customers to the federal government, to Joe Biden. Uh, when Joe Biden said, hey, I want to know who's shopping at Bass Pro, Dick's Sporting Goods. I want to know who bought Bibles. I want to know all these things. And the bank, without any kind of court action, just said, here you go, Joe Biden. Here's everybody's personal information. So sick. So the reason we have set up Old Glory Bank was in anticipation of a moment like this and more moments in the future that you can come to a bank and know that your privacy is protected and you'll never be punished for exercising your constitutional rights. OhGloryBank.com. We're picking up thousands of accounts every month right now. I suggest you go check it out. And if you feel concerned about the future of banking, OhGloryBank might be your new home. Go and get that done right now. Also, go and get Angie Aparo's song. It's called Free Man. It's out there. Thank you for introducing us to this great voice and this great artist. And, John, come back again soon. Thanks a million, my friend. We'll do it, brother. Have a great day. All right, man. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Always a pleasure to have John Rich. John, if you missed any part of that, I'll put the interviews and the actual full program condensed. No commercial breaks. You don't get all the fun during the commercials. But uh, we'll put those up on X Joe Talk Show, J-O-E-T-A-L-K-S-H-O-W. Listen to the podcast later as well. That is Sam. That is Polo. That's Carrie. I'm Joe. We're back tomorrow, same time, same place. Have a great night. Bye. This is the Joe Pike Show.